Hi, this is Kelsey. You and my mom are listening to Joy. She loves Bob Harper. And Claire, she loves tacos on Girls Gone Wad podcast. You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 189. This episode is brought to you by Pure Wad, P-U-R-E-W-O-D.com. You can support the podcast by supporting purewad.com and enter code GGW. Claire and I have been raving about their products. I like the pre-workout, post-workout, the greens. Claire's, Claire likes the protein and it's doctor developed. It's really good on your system. And we just love endorsing these products because we use them every day and we aren't just pitching them just to pitch them. We really do love these product so claire you still use the protein right oh yeah they yeah. cover i use it every day yeah. i mix the vanilla with lemonade which that seems you guys to be like a favorite sauce okay how did you get into that because i feel like that's a secret drink that you just discovered and everyone's like what um i think sarah pierce recommended it or she maybe she like she recommended you know when, I, when we were doing nutrition with her one of her things was like to drink like a sugary drink kind of pre and during your workout yeah and her I think her recommendation had been orange juice with protein powder because it tastes kind of like a creamsicle. Mm -hmm. So I never tried that because I don't like creamsicles, but I tried it with lemonade because that's what I happened to have kind of on hand and it was really good. So, oh, okay. So you stumbled mm -hmm. upon this. I've, I, uh, I have yet to try it, but it sounds delicious. It's delicious. It tastes like lemon Nusa or it tastes like a lemon, like it tastes like lemon frosting, basically. I think there needs to be a devoted Facebook page to combinations of protein powders and drinks and like CrossFit cocktails. For yeah, your CrossFit morning, cocktails. For your morning workout. Nobody steal that idea. It's fine. <laughs> Except you can't call it CrossFit cocktails. No. Cocktails that CrossFit one may consume when doing functional fitness yeah. activities. Copyright CrossFit. Oh <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, you guys, um, thank you for supporting us so far. You can do the trial pack. I know some people have been tagging us in those posts to do the trial. There's like a trial pack where you can try all of their products. But uh, I'm pretty hooked on these. I just ran out of the greens, and I'm going to be ordering some soon because that my latest concoction in the morning is to do the greens with pre-workout, and it's quite delicious. And then I feel I kind of feel healthy getting my greens, like, first thing in the morning. <laughs> it wakes me up a little bit. Yeah. So, you guys, right. thank you again. It's PureWod, P-U-R-E-W-O-D.com, and the discount code is GGW. That lets them know that we sent you, and again, supports Joy and Claire. Claire, I'm, I was thinking about recording tonight because it's Sunday night, and... And I just was watching the Grammys. I was watching Beyonce. And then I was like, okay, we got to record now. How are we going to top last week? Because like last week was pretty epic. I know. I think we just got to like set the set the standard now. Like it's not, it's not going to be another <laughs> last week. 
But it might be. It just might be. But that was so funny because it was hilarious. And you... and like after that episode, I was like, oh my god, people, we're gonna lose some listeners over this. You were really, <laughs> you guys. Claire was really it. worried. Claire was really worried. She's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. People are gonna be sending us hate mail, and I knew it. I was like, someone is for sure gonna say they spit out their coffee listening to this episode, and we did get one of those. So. We did. Yeah, we had a lot of people be like, you guys need to put a disclaimer on this. Like, do not listen at work. I think that goes for most of our episodes because we get a lot I of those I think some comments. more so than others though yeah. like this one I think that's was very especially true so anyway. it's Sunday night Claire is you're a little tired it's gonna happen it's happening it's already um, happening if if you if Beyonce can perform at the Grammys pregnant with twins I think we can get through this episode you know what I'm not even gonna compare myself to Beyonce with anything because she is on another level oh my god well I was reading <laughs> some of the comments I, I was reading some of the comments on Facebook and some people were like oh get over yourself Beyonce because it was a really long performance with a lot of dialogue and all I wanted to say was did you not watch lemonade did you not watch her video movie like it was a total homage to that entire lemonade album and people are so stupid they're like talking oh, no. about- <laughs> and not only that but like excuse me do you realize who you're talking to right now this is beyonce we're talking it's about beyonce. she can she could do whatever the heck she wanted and it would be fine oh my god people are so judgy judgersons i can't stand it and this is like with i mean you get judgment about the freaking politics and now everyone wants to jump on the train of judging beyonce and i just wanted to i don't like to comment and start shit on the internet because it's just so pointless. I did have to comment back on one of my BFFs where I was like, did you not watch Lemonade? Because she was kind of hating on the whole performance. I'm like, first of all, she's pregnant. Do you even go here? Do you even go here? I'm so mad. I'm so mad. (laughs) I'm I'm kind of fired up because I just watched it. She was amazing. She looked beautiful. Oh, I don't have TV. I didn't know the Grammys were on until everybody started talking about it on Facebook. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. The you, Grammys, those are a thing. You and Brandon need to come over for the Oscars this year so we can do I that know thing again. I know, we do. And that so was I can fun. hang out with Miles while you guys drink and, and fill out ballots, Oscar ballots. Remember last year when we were, like, super, I mean, we were, like, really, really into macros, and you were, like, sending me the macros for all the snacks we were going to eat that oh night? Oh, my gosh, yes. I'm such that a good fun. friend. Well, I think we should start with some emails because we've been talking about all the emails we've been getting from listeners and I just wanted to take a quick moment to read one of them. Actually, we'll do a couple of them because our listeners are what make this podcast. And I just love you guys more more than Oh, nope. Sandy's going to Nope. The reason I can't sing is Sandy said that she can't protect us if someone comes after us for whatever it's called. Copyright infringement. Which is true. It's true. But who's who's gonna come after my singing i don't know the crossfit band came after us joy (laughs) we didn't think we were that big of a deal but we were so don't underestimate how big of a deal we are i know so this comes from leslie so i've been listening to y'all's podcasts and i still love when people say y'all for about a month now i'm learning so much and when i'm done listening i'm always so encouraged i've been doing crossfit for a year and a half and it has changed my life i kind of jumped in blindfolded and haven't looked back which is so cool to hear i had an awakening moment while in costa rica in 2015 i was hiking up a hill a really high hill and actually six miles worth of hills to a little village to meet a family i hiked up that hill and when we got to the top i felt like dying i was weighing 305 pounds at the time and also a diabetic on insulin with high blood pressure Nothing like feeling like you're about to have a heart attack to make you realize you need to do something about your health. When we got back to the States, I still dilly-dallied about changing my lifestyle. Then one day I met this girl who invited me to check her gym out where she had just started coaching. I figured, what have I got to lose? So I went. I was the only one in her class that morning, so I got a personal coaching session. 
I was the only one in that particular class for months. She has since become one of my best friends and one of my biggest encouragers. All that to say, I've lost 60 pounds since then, but I've gained so much confidence and experience. I'm no longer on insulin and I feel great. I've moved to a more paleo way of eating and that itself has changed so much of how I feel. I work out four to five times a week. I still have a long way to go, but I'm so excited about this journey. Too excited on some days. I registered for the open so I could just push myself a little further. So I just wanted to say thank you for all the info you put out there and for all your realness. I'm grateful for you both. Can we be friends? (laughs) My hubby and I have our own podcast called So This Is Love. And I mentioned your podcast on our episode because of your realness. Keep it up, gals. P.S. I love that you're having a 200th episode party. I told my hubby tonight that if we reach 100 episodes, we have to have a party. Such a great idea. Sincerely, Leslie. Thank you so much. That warms my heart when I hear stories like that, and especially the aha moment, just the fact that she started CrossFit and kind of jumped in. Of course, there's a lot of listeners out there that are never going to try CrossFit. And that's, let's be clear, our point is not to get you to try CrossFit. Or, no. You know, obviously, this is just a huge part of our lives, but we are all about just community and being real and talking about weird, weird things, because uh, life is weird. But just <laughs> stories like this is just, I don't want to say that's because of us, because I definitely don't feel that way. But it's just so cool that you take the time to write us and tell us these stories that we had some sort of influence or involvement in your journey. I agree. I feel like I'm just going to say over being like, yes, I, yes, I concur. I concur but to that. I do. I concur. I think it's awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to write us. Yeah. And then the next one comes from Madeline. Um, she says, hi, Joy and Claire. I just wanted to send a quick note of thanks after l- listening to yesterday's podcast. I've been listening for a few months now after being informed of your show from the kick-ass ladies at my box. My life has parallels to Claire with an 18-month-old box baby. (laughs) Box baby? And I love (laughs) listening to the insights you both bring to life. Due to the two of you, I I competed with my gym best friend at the Women's Wad Jam at CrossFit South Denver last weekend. I would not have been... I know, isn't that cool? I would not have been that brave to put myself out there without listening to you both. It was an incredible event with over 90 women competing. Being in that environment was so empowering, but I never would have been there without you guys. What? I feel like we need to start going to more because, like, I know some girls who competed at that, and I almost went yeah. just to like cheer them on. And I would, we should start going to more stuff like we that. We should. I that's a really good idea. I was inspired to take a risk and trust that it would be all for the best. Keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate y'all, Madeline. And she posted a little picture with her BFF. That is so cool. That is the best. Go yeah, we should ladies. really start going to more things, and then like maybe we'll meet some people, and then maybe uh, we can make them come to our 200 episode party because I just posted it today, and I'm like really nervous. No one's going to show up. <laughs> I don't think that that's going to happen. I think people are going to come. Guys. I think so. If you guys are listening and really want to come to this party, road trip, plane trip, it's like right end of April. It's April 29th at CrossFit J. It's an awesome space. We'll have drinks, we'll have taco truck, and it's like right before May, so the weather will be nice, and then it's the same day that CrossFit tickets to the CrossFit games come out. So it's it's like a huge holiday for CrossFitters. Yeah. I don't know. We already have 10 people RSVP'd, and I'm not even one of them. I know. I was like waiting. I keep telling. I was like, Scott, RSVP. (laughs) I probably should RSVP. Uh, It's like end of April, and I'm already freaking out. 11. Yeah. (laughs) And 36 people interested. 
that's that's good. I'll take it. I'll take it. I just want I get so nervous about these things too because obviously we're like doing it live is so different than doing, you know, obviously on Skype or in with the, with just each other in the room because when you're in front of an audience you feel like, "Oh, I have to like perform in front of people now." It was so fun though. When oh, we it was did it so time. fun. Well, and last time we totally did it the right way where we we are going to have to bring Chris on again and Yeah, like, we should get Emily yeah. and like Julie and just a bunch of people to kind of come yep. and chit chat. If Shane will come visit us. I know. Hey, Shane. Or Sam Shane. Dancer. Come on, Sam. And Sam Dancer. Mm-hmm. Not or Sam Dancer. And Sam Dancer. Oh, what if we had an all-dude variety show for episode 200? <laughs> <laughs> all I can think of when you say that is Sam and Shane doing a drag show for our 200th that anniversary party. exactly what I had in mind. And maybe some type of song, duet, dance party yes. disco lights and roller performance skates. of some kind mm-hmm. interpretive I'll dance about that oh my gosh <laughs> didn't you do some type of interpretive dance when you were younger or am i making that up uh no i did not <laughs> nope <laughs> i did african dance that's what it was that's kind of the same thing <laughs> i want to no. see a video so bad of you doing african dance I will show it to you in real life someday. I have a lot of fun with that. I wish I still did it. It's so fun. That's so cool. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, let's talk really quickly about Emily Abbott's post. Did you see this recently? Of course. Okay, this and then I guess. uh, Okay, so let's back up. Emily Abbott posted this week of her experience on was it Tinder or one of those dating apps? Yeah, where a guy Tinder. Yeah, a guy basically wrote something so ridiculously rude about how she looks like a man. He's like, sorry, I just don't date women who look like that and it was but really like, like he already would have had to swipe right in order for them to like match yeah so that also doesn't make any sense yeah. but anyway go on so i mean he was just a big douche he was really really big douche. i mean he did not need he didn't need to say any of that he was just no. very rude as saying like say I, no. yeah just say no and he was saying you he's know, like you're I, fit but you look like me yeah you look like me and i'm like, not into that and i really i mean just something no. like a real woman looks like blah 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 just like the worst thing yeah. that you could possibly think of this dude said so she posted it on her instagram page and just said are, can you believe this guy like this is these are the things I have to deal with it just got a really good conversation going there well, and then like CrossFit picked it up and they CrossFit picked it. it up and then the morning chalk up is um, which is like a daily newsletter for CrossFit uh, picked it up everyone was just really talking about it and I it, we've seen this is not news to CrossFitters this is nothing that we haven't heard before but I think just that specific incident of what she went through was like holy yeah. shit someone who's just an amazing athlete and for someone yeah, I that he like now that, that it kind of like went viral has realized that she's like a top 10 CrossFit athlete in the world and he told her that she was too muscular like um she anyway yeah yeah. so apparently then he complained and took had her take it to take the post down because everyone was i mean i don't know if it was him in particular but she was like i wonder because you can um complain to instagram if you feel like a post is bullying oh yeah and i have a feeling somebody could have could have done that because she kind of you know for calling him out but like seriously people so she said uh i just want to read off of her actual instagram post of something she posted today in response to this taking it down she says instagram took down my post i wonder who complained 
<coughs> cough, Dave. My intention of that post wasn't to receive positive affirmation about my body or to get a date. It was to show how much weight words can carry even when you're hidden behind a screen. I wanted some accountability for those unsolicited malicious words. Women, particularly athletic women, get a lot of heat from all angles. Too many times I've stayed quiet with some of the demeaning messages I've received. So let's keep the dialogue open. My heart has been wrenched from the droves of stories I've received from men and women alike who have been shamed for who they are. Please continue to message me about your thoughts. I mean, she obviously probably deals with it in because she's in, has a huge audience. But most of the time, I think people who follow follow athletes are positive and encouraging. But every once in a while, you're going to get those trolls out there who want to I mean, you even see it on CrossFit main site where you know, there's some yeah. stupid person that's just like CrossFit is dumb. And like, okay, that's like, fine. Feel free to just move on. Yeah, just move on. I think that applies to so much going on right now on social media and the internet. It's like, right. I saw this post that was like, what did it say? Something effective, like, you may not realize this, but you can see something on the internet that you don't agree with and just go on with your day. Right. But there's people, have to like, I mean, I, oh gosh, this makes me think of uh, this American Life episode and I'll just say it briefly, but there's this um, female comedian who's somewhat overweight. She So she is this comedian writer and the, I think, Lindy West. So her name is Lindy West. So she talks about how being an overweight comedian and people always troll her, but there was this one troll and she can take it and she's like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. And she, uh, one day, someone created a profile of her deceased father's name and was tweeting from her deceased father's profile. Oh um, my God. Like he people. made it, yeah. And he was saying, you're an ex- you know, you know your horrible excuse for a daughter, like the worst that you could possibly oh say to and Horrible. And her dad had just passed away. And she actually, the This American Life Story, and she just wrote a book, I think it's called Shrill by Lindy West, if you guys want to read it, because she also talks about this story in her book. And she, you know, did an actual uh, story on the This American Life, Life podcast. And basically, she calls the troll and talks to him like, why would you do that? And he is very honest. and He says, I am so sorry. I just was not thinking I just did it because I was bored type of thing. So it's it's like, she, I thought that was so cool, though, because we often think of these trolls as just these people out there in the universe. Like, who are they? What are they doing? Are they just sitting at home? Yeah, doing nothing? And, and she actually like she actually just contacted called this him. contacted him. She's like, okay, do you not realize that there's a human being on the other side? And he, you know, he felt horrible and he apologized and he just, he sounded like a normal guy. I mean, they play the audio on this episode. But anyway, I just, I feel like we often just want to kind of blame these stupid trolls and, oh, they're just stupid. But I, yeah, I mean, there's, there's people out there that just have no idea that the effect their words have. And we can sit here all day and say, oh, it's just not going to affect us. and We could ignore it. But um, I just thought that was an interesting take that she decided to call this guy and have a conversation with him. And I mean, I don't well, expect I us it to It's just so yeah. easy, like for people to just like be behind the computer screen of like, you know, that's like a big thing, a big conversation with parenting right now is like, you know, bullying has taken on to this new level, because part of the experience of bullying, like, you know, bullying in a way it has its kind of time and place as a developmental stage, but it's part of looking at someone, saying something hurtful to them, watching them physically react and you reacting to that being like, oh, that doesn't feel good at all. Yeah. You know, and like going through that process of saying something mean and having to like witness the effect that your mean words have on someone right. and realizing like, 
it doesn't feel good to bully. But then if you don't have that, you know, if you're just sitting there sending a message and like you don't have to be there for when they that person gets it and the repercussions, like it completely messes people. It's really messing kids up. Yeah. But it's kind of the same. I don't know. Kind yeah. of the same thing. I, I mean, I think, it, you know, going on to the topic of what Emily Abbott went through, I just, I, I'm glad that she took the stance of really saying something, especially because she has the platform to reach a lot of people of, hey, this is what yeah. I deal with too, even though we all just admire her greatly for the athlete that she is. And then, of course, it's still, we're still humans and we still have reactions to things like that. So she, I, I'm sure on some level, she was upset about it and kind of like, ow, that kind of stung. But of course, she's a confident woman that's able to say, okay, that's stupid. And this guy's an idiot. And I'm going to kind of out him for being completely shallow. Being a stupid idiot. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of like the whole thing that we talked about with Greg Glassman of building a better beautiful and how the female shape is completely different. And what we see as far as beautiful, I mean, I think it still exists of, I think I was, I can't remember what I was listening to today, but it was more of like, well, if everyone just kind of jumped on the train of like being healthy instead of, you know, who's the person out there setting the standard that you have to be size two, you know, it's that whole, right. where are we following um, the social norm, which we're not going to go into a sociology class right now. But anyway, it's kind of an ongoing thing. I mean, there's still days where I kind of look and, you know, I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago how I went to a Pilates or a bar class and I was like, I wore long sleeves because I didn't want to scare people with my shoulders and my muscles. And that's kind of silly, but. Yeah, it's like anything, you know, either direction that you're, that you go in, anything away from sort of like what people expect to see. Mm -hmm. People just don't know how to react. Didn't I, I just sent you that article, the Sports Illustrated did some uh, spread with quote unquote yeah. normal looking women and, normal, and they posted and untouched it. photos yeah, and untouched it's like fo- that's great <laughs> I and have it, like, but it is yeah I have different reactions I, I feel like we've I don't even I'm having a flashback of having a similar conversation like years ago on the one hand it's like yeah that's really great and it's admirable that you are you know like taking a stand as this big player in the industry to say hey listen we're gonna do this and we're gonna normalize this but at the same time like I w- wish that it wasn't it didn't it wasn't like a thing right you know it's like why did why do you have to make a big deal out of it well you have to make a big deal out of it because unfortunately it is a big deal mm-hmm. but like oh wouldn't it be great if it just wasn't a big deal wouldn't it be great if like that's just how it was i know i just i think about it i'm like i just we are gonna chase our tails with this or you just are so yeah. at the end of the day everyone just go home and and love yourself and give yourself a big <laughs> hug how is the year of less going claire it's going pretty good actually i feel like i need to write more about it but i just really don't have time but it's going good I think the biggest thing for me has been focusing on like the the expectation piece of it and focusing on trying to have less expectations for myself and you know kind of like trying to think about less is more and and trying to think about we'll talk a little bit about the post that you did at MBS where you're saying you know you hadn't developed your lifting in the in the past year as much yeah. as you had and you're you know you want to be serious about getting your strength back but you know what was that what was that thought process yeah, I think that's just kind of still part of like the evolution of trying to learn like what does it really look like to to expect less of yourself and you know, how can you balance that between quote unquote expecting less versus like having low expectations? And I have really been working on trying to find the difference between those things because often, you know, right off the top of my head when I hear like, oh, I'm, I am expecting less of myself. It's like that, you know, that's not really what I mean by, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to have lower expectations. I'm just trying to put less weight on myself and I'm trying to put less like pressure on myself. And I think that's kind of more what it comes down to is like yeah 
so in my post on that I posted on Instagram, it was like, you know, I'm still trying to take my goals very seriously, but I'm trying to learn how to not take them personally. And that's actually a Hillary Clinton quote that I stole, which is learn to take criticism seriously, but not personally. Ooh, I love that. I love yeah. that. Because you still you know, have to take the like, feedback. You know, you can't just be like, right, oh, exactly. I'm just going to let that go. I'm going to not take it personal. That doesn't mean not listening to it. Right, exactly. I'm still trying to like, I'm still trying to take take it seriously that in reality, I haven't come as far in the last year as I wanted to with my lifts. You know, I'm not back to where I was before I got pregnant. And I don't think, you know, on the one hand, it's like, yeah, be gentle with yourself. Yeah, you had to be blah, blah, blah. Like, I can make excuses or no excuses, but you know, I can, I can give those lines all day long. But at the end of the day, like, I know that I could have come farther than I have. And I'm not trying to beat myself up about it. It's just that's just the reality of the situation. So it's kind of like, okay, how do I look at that and take it seriously and make some goals that I'm taking seriously and like work towards them? But also divorce that from feeling like, oh, I didn't, I didn't work on it, and that makes me a failure. That makes me lazy. That you know, like, like that whole know, thing that we I... talk about, where you're like, you got to wake up and do the hustle, and you got to grind, right. grind, grind, and you're, you're just more like. Here's some, here's the direction, the general direction that I'm going in and we're going to see where this goes. Right. And like, it can still be specific and it can still, you know, be meaningful. It just doesn't have to be so heavy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing kind of right now is trying to figure out like, and I am frankly, I've been doing a really bad job in the last couple of weeks because with the promotion and everything, like I have been so stressed out. Like I, like to the point where I'm like taking Ativan to go to bed every night. Like Mm -hmm. I am just can't Yeah. You've been super stressed. Yeah. Yeah. And like anxiety, like anxiety incredible like I just cannot I can't turn my brain off I have this knot in my stomach all the time I am in a pretty I would say the last couple weeks have been like mentally pretty unhealthy for me starting out probably like four weeks ago you know so it's in that sense the year of less has not been going great because it's you know like things have changed so much that it's like well I guess I'm just kind of gonna wait for this storm to pass for a minute and like get back kind of get my feet back under me but I don't know how, you know, so I thought I kind of had a good grip on it when I kind of knew what my role at work was. And, you know, then that really changed quite a bit. And now it's like, well, shoot, like now I'm back to this place of of feeling like everyone has such high expectations for me. And, you know, when I was promoted, they said a lot of things and which are amazing. And I think, you know, they meant them from a very positive place of like, you've done so well, we know that you're going to get up to speed really quickly with this job, we know that you're going to be able to do really great things really quickly. And, you know, they're kind of saying those things to me as like encouragement. But what I hear those things is like, well, you better do really well, really quickly. They're kind of setting a play a playing field for you. And you're like, well, I get to better meet this now because I don't want to fail. I I have to, you know, make sure that they don't want them to think like, well, like, why do we promote you if you're, you know, like, we had these high expectations yeah. for you and then now you suck. And, you know, like, I know that they would never think that. And I know that's not their expectation. Cognitively, I understand that. But in the pit of my stomach, I don't believe that. Like, I really, you know, I think that they're sitting there thinking like, well, let's see how she does. And that has been really hard. And I think there's one person on my team in particular who she's great. And I think that she doesn't realize like how, how do I put this? Just something like the things, the way that she sort of asks questions and if you don't have the right answer or don't have the details, like she can be very short and it just very much makes her, makes it seem like she's looking at being like, well, you did that wrong. And, you know, I think I can, I just take that so personally, so quickly as opposed to having, oh yeah, I have a serious, serious history of taking it personally when I when I think I'm letting someone else down and taking I feel like I'm responsible if other people are stressed okay right so if like if someone else on my team is stressed out that must mean that like 
I'm not doing a good enough job to keep all the balls in the air. Like, you know, I feel like I should be able to to keep everything, everybody's, every single one of everybody's things up in the air on my own. Mm-hmm. And if they're stressed out, then that's like on me. And, you know, it's like when in reality, that makes no sense. No, and I understand that. But this is what happens when you have anxiety. Things don't make sense. Exactly. You know, it's it's just Thanks, been really anxiety. hard. Yeah, I know. So I'm really like in the thick of that right now. And so, you know, like talking about it, obviously it's like cognitive, you know, logically speaking, objectively speaking, it's obvious that this, it's crazy for somebody to think, that, to think like this. But when you're in the thick of it, it's like, no, I really believe that everyone is scrutinizing what I'm doing and waiting for me to fail and, you know, that people are looking at every little thing that I do and thinking like, well, you messed that one up, you know? And so it's like, how do you, as someone with a serious history of that type of anxiety, like take a step back? And it's so hard to remove that part of like, I mean, it's almost a part of my identity of like being the girl who, you know, we talked to a D about like, yeah, oh, I was I'm just going to say that. that. I'm like, what's I'm the, the label girl. that you have? Yeah. So mine is like, I'm the girl that that gets everything done. You know, like I'm the girl who like can figure it out, can make it happen, can make it work. And that has been my identity for like my almost my whole life. That's a huge role I played in my family. Like, you know, it's the whole like, you know, yeah, you're very much like the well, Claire's got it together. She can handle it. She can, you know, be on her own and get shit done. Right, exactly. And I mean, this could turn into like a whole therapy session about my family because my (laughs) family like growing up was really screwed up. But that really was my role in my family because like all of my close and age siblings were kind of going off the handle. My parents were getting married and divorced and married and divorced. And so it was like, I was like the person who had her shit together. Mm-hmm. And then even like on my team, when, you know, this promotion came up, my initial reaction was like, well, you, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to leave the coordinator role because I need to like be the one who has her shit together. The, all, all the account managers on my team are like, you know, feeling super stressed out. We need someone in a role who's like, no matter what happens, I'm the, I'm the rock solid coordinator. Yeah. You know? And so like my boss literally had to be like, that's very noble of you, Claire, but like <laughs> you don't have to be the yeah, martyr. Yeah. Isn't that funny how we, this is, that's a really interesting thing because I went through something similar, um, yeah, years and years ago and it, it actually took my therapist actually asking that question like why do you why are you doing that and I was like I actually have no idea I can't give you a good answer yeah and so it's just like so I'm really kind of like in the thick of that right now having transitioned into this new role but then also like I'm still also the coordinator because we haven't backfilled that position yet Mm -hmm. so I'm working two jobs and so I just feel like everyone on my team has my back and I know that you know like objectively and cognitively and logically I know they do and I know that they don't expect anyone to literally work two jobs and yet I still feel like I should be able to do that and I feel like disappointed in myself when I like get stressed like I like did this stupid mistake on Friday where long story short I like really messed up a refund and like it's not it's one of those things where it's like at the end of the day I'm sure this kind of thing happens all the time but this like one little project that this refund happened on you know got messed up on like has for certain just it's one of those things where it's like everything about this has gone wrong and like why has it been so hard it's just one of those little projects you know that like it's supposed to be really easy and it ends up being just like a shit show yeah and it just has like crushed my soul and I'm just like this is not objectively this is not a big deal I know that and if I was talking to a friend about this I would be looking at them being like you're nuts this is nothing you know this does not reflect on your value as a person at all but in my you know in my mind I'm laying in bed being like oh my god they think that I suck <laughs> you know like this person is it about is mistakes like, like uh, overall I you don't strike me as someone who has a hard time making mistakes 
But do you I feel would say like it's about stupid mistakes? Like, oh. I think when I can make a mistake and be like, oh, I legitimately didn't know, you know, but like this was literally just like I just was not paying attention. Mm. And when that sort of thing happens, then I just start to like second guess everything and thinking like, well, if I can make that type of mistake, then what's keeping me from making these other bigger mistakes? Yeah. But so it just snowballs, yeah, which yeah, once yeah. again, is like in reality is very easy to say, well, clearly it doesn't make sense. But when you have anxiety, that's how it works. In yes, mind. exactly. And then you go to bed stewing and tossing and turning. Exactly. So does that mean you're really amping up your self-care, I hope, with everything else that's going on? I wish that's what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what it means. That would have been real. Because I also have a toddler and a husband yes. in school full time and I live in a garage. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that all that to say that I'm really, in terms of the year of yes, like I think some parts of it are going well in the sense the year that of I yes? think, did I say yes? Yeah. <laughs> Year of less. Oh my god. See you guys, this is the problem. And the year of less. Let's just switch it. Let's call it the year of yes. <laughs> I think somebody already took that one. <laughs> I just think the year of less in some areas is going really well. Like I think in terms of fitness, like I'm able to kind of be more realistic. But in other areas, I don't know. It's just not not happening. Yeah. Shonda Rhimes van just pulled up. She wants her year of yes back. Yeah, I know, right? Seriously. How's it going with you? It's going well. I posted that Jason Phillips nutrition post uh, mm-hmm. last about week the scale. about the scale. And it got me thinking about a lot of things over the past year. And I know I've alluded to it in the in some episodes. And I've been really hesitant to talk about it for a lot of reasons, because a lot of it's personal. And I know people are so good about when we talk about personal things on the podcast and why we love this community. It why. did kind of dawn on me that we're about getting ready to go on a five day vacation with people who like know all the things about yeah, it. Yeah, which is cool and frightening. Don't hold but it also, against yeah, us, guys. Please don't hold it against us. But I'm so excited to meet y'all. <laughs> so that, but okay, so speaking of the year of less, this uh, this post more or less talked about how the scale is just ridiculous uh, to be a measure of your progress in nutrition or whatever kind of nutrition or weight loss journey or fitness journey that you're on. And so he kind of goes into all the different, you can see the post on our Facebook page and Jason Phillips was on our episode uh, a few weeks ago. So you can check out his episode. Anyway, I was just thinking about that because over the past year, you know, Claire and I have done the macro counting journey and we've talked a lot about that and you've heard a lot of what we've went through with it. But really, I think I it got me thinking year of less scales because I was... <laughs> Last year was really hard for me. And I want to be very clear that this is not about any specific, you know, we did working against gravity. You guys know how much we love a D. This had nothing to do with any programming or any type of coaching or any type of person. It was just more of how I happened to react to the type of, I guess, nutrition and the, and the I don't know how to put this into words. With I, I just don't want it to be, be negative. So let it be very clear that it was something that I had to realize for myself of how to work this to where it didn't become a negative loop for me and my brain. I'd say I leaned out really bad. <laughs> Good. I don't know. <laughs> I, I leaned out. You got real lean. I got real lean. And I'd say like June, July is kind of when I hit a point where I was like, oh man, I don't have a sex drive anymore. And I lost my period. And this is really weird. Like, I don't remember having my period. I don't know when the last time I, was, I had my period. And I have zero, zero libido. And I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. But I didn't, I never obviously experienced this before. So I was like, well, certainly it can't be my diet. Like, I'm really healthy. But then I came to think and I was like, wow, this is actually not not good. And you know how 
when we talked years ago about how I didn't like to track food because I was like, it kind of sends me into this, like, <laughs> it, it just wouldn't be good for my brain. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't good for my brain. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't <laughs> good for my brain. <laughs> so all of last year, I kind of think about like this whole just like learning journey. I realized A, that I could track nutrition, which was really good for me in a lot of ways. It really was. And you guys have heard me talk about the things I liked about it which I still stand beside. And then I think what I wasn't honest about was that it was really something that I have kind of alluded to, which was people were kind of like, well, you're the lean girl now. And like, I want to do what you're doing. And when in reality, I was miserable and I was hungry and I was like, oh, I have to keep now I have to keep this look. And now I have to like, you know, live up to these standards because people are telling me I look good. And 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 I just kind of like went through this, I'd say in the fall was because I, I we stopped working against gravity like August or something. So this was like way after when I just kind of got confused about what this all means. And like I did all this, it kind of screws you because you're like, I did all this work to learn. And then I was like, well, I can't just like stop now because like I learned all this information. If I just stop macro counting, then that means I I've lost all the work that I did. And that just really wasn't a good place for me. And especially because I was confused about what my body was going through. And, you know, again, the libido was completely shot and not having a menstrual cycle and all that crap kind of like led me on to where do I want to take this information and turn it into something that makes me feel good now, which I feel like is, again, no external person or program is going to do that for you. But it just taught me the importance of listening to my body and figuring out what works well for me. And that is a really long process. And look, some people are going to live their entire lives not doing something like this, right? Like, that's fine. But this is just where I was with it. And I think that's why I've been kind of hush-hush about it. I am working with a nutrition coach right now that I'm just kind of keeping private just to kind of get my body back into my metabolism back to where it needs to be to get my libido up and kind of reverse all the things that kind of tanked when I originally started doing this. So that kind of brought it back to the year of less scales. It made me think of Claire that time when you're like, I just walked out in my bathrobe and I dumped my scale in the trash can. Remember that when you lived at that house on Hooker? I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, so it, it kind of makes me feel like this pendulum of like, we go from that place of like, screw the scale, it's not a measure. And then of course, we do macro counting where we are weighing ourselves because it's data. And it's just a piece of the pie. But then how that can turn, it's just like a good testament of like how things can turn negative, depending on where you are in your fitness yeah. journey. And uh, definitely the scale was something that I kind of got attached to in an unhealthy way. And it just made me realize that, wow, I really wasn't being honest with myself. And I was kind of hiding in this like almost shame of being like, well, oh my gosh, like I'm supposed to be this, you know, ambassador for healthy women. And now I'm like really struggling with it. So yeah. And I think too, like, like you, I don't even think you told me about kind of everything that was going on while it was happening. Mm-mm. It was kind of after that. I didn't talk about it at all. I was like, I was really ashamed of it. I was like, yeah, it was, I don't even know. Yeah. And I think that it's hard to kind of have gone through this year and been like, yeah, this is such a positive experience. And now kind of turn around and be like, actually, there was some stuff about it that was a little bit deep and dark. And I think that that kind of, you know, on the one hand, it's like, yeah, this we did talk about how like stuff comes up when you start to really dial in one part of your life. But like what happens when it kind of gets a little bit out of control and yet the feedback you're getting outwardly is still so positive. I think that's kind of what kind of made me mad in a way, but at this, but at this, <laughs> like after the fact, and mm-hmm. it was more of, 
I just, and I remember talking about this, like while we were doing, uh, you know, macro counting was when clothes started to not fit me, I almost got mad because I was like, but these are my clothes. Like I never really thought I was not, I won't say big, but like, I don't think that I was, that the size that I was wearing was any, there was anything wrong with it. And all of a sudden I was buying smaller clothes and I was kind of like, this is bullshit. Like I, I want to be the size that I, (laughs) you know, but like, you guys, and again, I really want to be clear. Like I made these choices. I'm not blaming anyone. It's just, I really want to be honest with what the process was like for me and that I take full responsibility of how I handled it, but it was difficult. Um, there were times when I was just like, oh my gosh, I am, oh man, like I just, I was constantly thinking about the meal planning and what I was going to eat and like that whole thing that you're like, oh, I'm not supposed to be doing this. And this is actually disordered, disorder looking like on the weekends, I'd be going to like 10 different stores because like, well, this store doesn't sell this food and I got to go get this food. And it's like, I was just living to plan my freaking meals and it was ridiculous. And I'm like, I don't even like to plan meals. This is so stupid. But you, you know, you invest in something and the more you get into it, it's like, it's almost like a you know steel trap where you're just like, uh, I'm stuck here and I've done all this work. Yeah. So why am I going to try and wrangle out of it now? But again, I had the choice, but I think there's that, that personality type that we, that we have, especially where we're like, well, we started it. We're going to, we're going to freaking do it. We're going to finish this. Yeah. So what do you think is different now about what you're doing? So now I would say I've definitely, because you're still tracking. Yeah, I'm still tracking. And again, I'm working with a coach. I'm just, and I think the other, another question I would have too, is like, I think for a lot of people, when they go through something like that, they tend to really overcompensate in the other direction. So they think like, I think my, my reaction would probably have been like, screw counting. I'm never counting anything ever again. And then Mm. I would have swung back in the other direction. So kind of what kept you from doing that? I think what kept me from doing that was that I didn't, I didn't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater type of mentality. I I knew there was value in this. And I know that there's a quote unquote, right way to do it and a healthy way to do it. People, there's going to be so many different opinions about this. And I get it. And whatever works for you is wonderful. Because I truly feel that CrossFit is such an important part of my life and my lifestyle, my training, I do feel better when I eat a balanced, a more balanced diet, right? So that's kind of what I, what it is for me now, as opposed to being afraid of any type of food group, right? So I think that now where I'm at with it is my body knows what to do. My body is really smart and my mind was what was screwing me over. So, you know, in the past year where I got caught up was my mind getting stressed out about types of foods and my mind getting stressed out about not hitting my numbers one day. And it was all a mind game to where now I'm at a point where I've had, and this really just does come with time and experience because I think, you know, six months ago, I would not have been able to be saying these things, but the lesson now and the difference now is that I have enough time under my belt, kind of what we talked about last week, Claire, where I was like, look, if you miss two or three workouts, you know, look at the history, look at what time has shown you is that you're going to be fine if you miss two or three workouts. So it's the same thing. For me, time has shown me that my body knows what to do with food. Food is not bad and you can make choices and go have tacos with your friends one night. And that doesn't mean you have to just like gorge yourself. That doesn't mean you have to binge. That doesn't mean you're like, you know, that that whole exercise and food being a transaction. It's like that just for me is such a relief to say, my body knows what to do. And I'm not going to torture it or say mean things about to it or put limitations on, oh my gosh, I ha- I'm only, you know, supposed to hit these numbers today. It's just, I guess the short of it is just, I'm much more relaxed about it because I trust that my body is a smart machine. <laughs> 
And it's scary, but I, because I don't think a lot of people trust their bodies, but I'm just like, I have no other choice because I refuse to get into that mental trap again. All right. And so that was like really still... heavy. I feel like no, we all just it, need to take a collective good. breath. I know. I feel like this is kind of a heavy episode. Yeah. I mean, let's just like pendulum swinging some from last week when we were talking about popping labes. <laughs> <laughs> so many people hashtag that. And that was, I was like, so great. It's, it's becoming a thing. I was like, do we want it to become a thing? I'm just not sure that we do. But no, I think that this is important because I think like, first of all, I think, you know, that it is finally time to kind of talk about your experience and, you know, I I just didn't want to be, I didn't want to be cryptic about it because I know I kept like kind of throwing it out there. What do you, because I think the way that you describe what happened, like you, your sex drive really went down, you lost your period, like that kind of stuff is serious like medically it's like a thing Mm -hmm. what kept you at the time as like as a therapist from you know from kind of like did were you just thinking like oh this is it's just gonna (laughs) work itself out like 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 I should know better because I'm like I'm like the insight queen I mean I think that like as we just discussed about like the (laughs) crap that I'm going through like it's so much easier to say things about other people's lives than it is to recognize it in your own but like you know looking back I think even just still now like that you say those things like fairly casually but you know those are our big um red flag oh it was a huge red flag i i have no idea what happened to be honest with you but like i think if i can kind of look back it was just that i didn't this is the first time that i'd ever done anything and so i didn't really notice it right away like i think in the past if i had done something before where i was like oh this is a warning sign i i don't know like it's like you don't know what you don't know so it's not that i was like that's a really stupid thing to say like how did you not know that your libido was tanked how did you not know that you didn't have a period there it wasn't to a point where i was like okay this is super serious but after like some serious weeks and days where i just other things were kind of like i just felt depressed i the accumulation of it all but i was ignoring it i I will be honest i think i was ignoring a lot of it because i was like nah, this i'll be fine i'll probably just bounce back i think that's kind of what i was thinking was this will just my body's just adjusting or i'll just bounce back you know which is so stupid because i know that one of the biggest red flags of girls who have too low body fat and whatever so I think I think at the time I just was ignoring it and thinking oh it's probably gonna change do you think that it was also partially like I mean I'm just like when you you kind of already said this but I think it really makes a lot of sense of like outwardly it was like no I'm being healthy like this is I'm tracking what I'm eating like I'm doing I'm tracking what I'm eating like I'm you know getting really great results like I'm ripped I'm doing awesome in the gym like Well, that's the thing is like, here's the other thing. And I I think is just that I, oh, this is so horrible. But I think like what kind of, what it came down to for me was I'm willing to overlook. And I truly, it was just probably in denial and ignoring it because when that starts to happen, I think everyone kind of knows that like that self-talk that's more, oh, you're doing fine and everything's good and you're ignoring it because the the pros outweigh the cons. Yeah. Yeah. So at the time, so I think that I, I, I'm trying to articulate it and I just feel like I was more or less thinking, I'm just going to ignore that right now because I am being healthy and I'm looking at all these photos on Instagram, like, look at those girls. Those girls are all ripped. I can do that too. And that's where the trap I've always gotten myself into was, you know, I used to think when I ran marathons and worked out like 50 times a day, I used to be like, well, there's people out there that run way more than me. So I, I can do this too. And it was a competition. My life was just like one big competition where if there's anything I've learned in the past year, which I hate to be a broken record, but it really is just calming the F down, chilling out. Your body is not there 
to be tortured. It is not a transaction to eat and exercise and you are going to be okay if you like miss a workout. So because I was looking at these photos and of course we compare ourselves, I'm like, well, look how lean that chick is. And like, I kind of look like her, like she's, but you know what? That's not healthy. Like they probably, none of them probably have periods. All of them probably have tank sex drives. It's just that it's that whole thing that Jason Phillips talked about too, where you can't have a goal of being like uber lean and then perform well in the gym. It just does not, it does not happen. It doesn't happen. And you can't have the body of a freaking like whatever stage person that goes out and competes for Miss Olympia or whatever the hell they're called and then go right. do CrossFit workouts. So I think I was just getting royally mind screwed. I need, That's a, fair. I need some wine talking about this. No, but I think that it too, it is like, you know, it's like a, you definitely took it kind of to the extreme of this lesson, but that lesson of like, you know, one workout, one meal, one week, even one month, even like long term is not going to change your life. It's not going to, it's not going to make or break it. And I think the other thing too, is what, what really bummed me out after all this was I just put so much time and energy into it where it was more of time and energy, energy is good for your health, but not to where it was really consuming your Mm -hmm. daily life in, in a big way. So anyone out there who's listening to this and may resonate with it, or if you're struggling with that, I really encourage you to talk to someone and not do what I did because I know better. Even like someone who is a psychologist by day can still get into these traps because it's like, I mean, just because you know things doesn't mean you can practice them for yourself. (laughs) It's like, it just doesn't work that way. So be open and it's okay if you are struggling with this because truly I look back and I'm like, all right, so that was interesting. Not going to do that again. And that was a (laughs) huge colossal waste of my time. Not waste of my time, but just, yeah, let's not, let's not do that again, Joy. And I I look back and I'm like, yeah, it was a year of really learning a lot about this, but also now I have the balance and now I can kind of, the pendulum does not have to swing so far to where I'm like, all right, screw this. It was totally bad for me. But now I'm learning to just find the nice, happy medium. And then that feels really good. It's a learning. (sighs) It's a lot of learning. But I can, I think what I can almost predict people who are listening, thinking too, of like, why even do that then? Like, why even go there? Because it doesn't have to be black or white. Like I can't, I have a happy medium now where I'm like, yeah, this feels good. Like, I feel like I'm in a really relaxed place with it. Well, there you go. Yeah. We got to wrap up, man. What else do you got, Claire? Do you have anything fun coming up? Are you doing anything for Valentine's Day? Do you guys do the haircut? Oh, what are you going to get done? Your undercut? I just, yeah, my undercut has to, I need to refresh. Yeah. I think it's like a kind of high maintenance. I really like it, but I have to get it recut like every three or four weeks. Yeah. I'm not doing anything. We don't, I mean, I guess we've kind of like hit or miss the last few years on Valentine's Day. Like we'll do something as an excuse to like do something if we want to. But I think this year, Brandon like is just going to make dinner, like a nice dinner at home. Maybe. What are you doing? You're Um, going to wine tasting. Well, Scott's traveling this week. So uh, by the time everyone listens to this, it'll be Valentine's Day. We'll have been gone uh there's a gallon a galentine's day event which who invented that name uh at one of our favorite wineries in denver so i'm gonna try and wrangle you and someone else and a few people to go with me <laughs> it was so funny because i was like texting you guys today i was like you want to go to this i'm like i realize you guys have husbands and just because i'm single this week doesn't mean you have to drop everything for me but will you <laughs> But actually, yes, it does. Please do. All right. I guess we can sign off. Next week, we're going to have a special guest. I'm not going to say who, but we've got a special guest coming up. The Open is almost here. I'm super pumped. The first announcement. The Open starts next Thursday. The yeah it does and um yeah. they're doing the first announcement from paris get john hay in here Can we get john hay to say croissant 
<laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's place bets on what Dave is going to wear. I'm going to go ahead and say he might break out the Versace right out of the gate. That would be really I don't cool. know. Would he have, wouldn't he need to wear like a French label? No. Because he did Versace because they were in. Yeah, that's true. Right? So would he mm-hmm. be wearing like Dior? Dior. He's probably going to wear like some Dior sunglasses. Maybe some. He's. I wonder mm-hmm. what kicks he's going to wear. He's. Pro- of course, he's probably going to wear Reeboks. But the Open. I hope everyone's ready for it. Here we go. It's that time of year. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can support us by going to purewa.com, Discount code GGW. Leave us a review. Share on social media. And hey, check out our April 29th Girls Gone Wild 200th episode party. Hope you can make it. Yay. Have a lot of fun. You get to see in real time what it's like to record an episode with Joy and Claire. All right, Claire, go to bed. All right, Joy. See you next week. You too. (laughs) Bye. Bye.